Welcome in. You're listening to Duck Stream presented by Gettle. We have news today from the Anaheim Ducks organization as the team announced that they have traded defenseman Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick in 2025 to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for forward Cutter Gauthier. Alexis Downey here alongside Ducks analyst Brian Hayward and joined by general manager Pat Verbeek now to discuss the news. Pat, it's a big day for the organization. Can you share with us the details of this trade? Well, um, obviously, um, Jamie Drysdale, it was a difficult decision to be able to trade Jamie Drysdale. Um, up and young and up and coming uh, defenseman. Um, when, I, what, when I've been watching our team over the last month or so, we've had uh, difficulty uh, scoring goals offensively. Um, this opportunity, you know, presented itself. And then I really became to... Um, really started diving into it. And as, um, you know, as time went along over the last month or so, um, try, we, we, you know, we, we pushed, uh, you know, pushed to make the deal happen and, um, we're excited. I want to thank Jamie Drysdale for all his hard work and, and, you know, his dedication to the organization. He's got a great future, um, ahead of him. I, um, as I told Jamie on the phone call today, as I, you know, as I just, you know, just finished getting off the phone, I said, Philadelphia wanted you. So it, it, um, you know, it says a lot and, uh, not that, you know, not that it was an easy decision. It was a difficult, but we're getting a really good player. Um, excited, um, very versatile player can play every forward position, um, left wing, right wing center. Uh, is going to give us multiple options on different, uh, different scenarios, uh, whether it's on the power play, um, uh, playing up the middle, playing left wing, right wing. So, um, we're excited to get him. Um, he's right now. He's still at BC, so we're gonna let him finish his season there, and then um, uh, and then see where it goes from there. Pat, I, I have to ask. It, it was kind of a contentious summer with with Jamie, um, with the contract holdout and and all of that. Did that have anything to do or factor in at all to this deal? No, not at all. I, I think the. Um, you know, like I, I like I said, I, Jamie's a, a fine player, a very good player, a, a, you know, a really good person, and you know, and so it had nothing to do with any of that. Um, you know, for me, this is like one of like a a real hockey trade in the sense that we're trading, you know, positional players, you know, for s- certain needs, and you know, I know Philadelphia was looking for a right hand defenseman, and and we were looking for, you know. A, a, they were looking for a top four defense and I was looking for, a, you know, a top six forward. So in this, in true sense, it's probably one of, you know, just a, a real good hockey trade. I, I, you know, this season obviously has been rough for the ducks and uh, you know, Jamie inside the locker room is a popular guy. And, and you and I know that when these trades happen, it can, it can really shake up a room. What was that part of this? Were you looking to do something to shake things up on the way this season's unfolded? No, not really. Actually, there's a lot of things. Um, um, they're going very well for the Ducks. And, and I know it's not showing in the wins and losses, but, uh, you know, there's so, so many things that I'm happy with how with how the, you know, the with how the season's going with the team. Um, when I looked at our system, you know, our our organization and the depth of our, you know, our system, we do not have a player like this in our organization. We do not have a player like for me, you know, seeing. I haven't gotten to see all of them, 
But players, you know, when I discuss with our, you know, our amateur scouts, there's not a player like this coming. So he's really two years down the road in his development, um, you know, to be able to come in and play in the NHL. So that all um, went into this decision. Um, and so, yes, there's certain times, um, you know, that, uh, you know, you want to shake things up. This wasn't the case. This was a, a need case in 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 my view. I've only seen Cutter play at the World Juniors this year. I watched him a couple of games. He's a big kid. He's he's six, almost six three, right? Yeah, he's six three. Yeah. And uh, everything I read about him is is the shot. People talk about him having a shot. I looked at the World Juniors. I think he co-led the tournament in scoring. Uh, he was more of a playmaker than a goal scorer at that. But you you see, looking down the road. Perhaps a fit with Leo Carlson. He can, you said he can play center and wing, correct? Yeah. Yes. True. Um, I do. Uh, I see him. You know, I, he's like I said, he's versatile. You know, I think what I like about him, he, as you said, he can really shoot the puck, but he's he's got you know underrated playmaking skills. Um, his skating ability is elite, in my opinion. Um, and so I've been looking for. Uh, more speed up front with our group, and he certainly fills that uh, you know that ticket. Getting back to the season, you you said you're not um, you're not disappointed, and that there's a lot of good things going on. I know when we talked at the beginning of the year, you know, we asked you what expectations you had. You didn't have an expectation in terms of points, but you wanted to see progression from your young guys. Are are you happy with the progression? that you've seen from them? Absolutely. Um, there's there's certain things, um, you know, Crow's, a, you know, he's implemented a, a system that uh, demands uh, hard work, demands, you know, compete um, and work ethic. And for me, all our guys, you know, yeah, it's take last night's uh, game, like, you know, the group works hard, they compete, you know, on a nightly basis, you know, so, I'm happy with that. Like, I'm happy with our compete. I'm happy with our work ethic. I'm happy with where our culture's going, okay? We've lost 18 one-goal games, okay? We'd be in a decent position, even if we won a third of those, okay, yeah. uh, game, those one-goal games. So acquiring a player like this that can kind of help the group get over the hump when it comes to scoring, and it becomes like – you see certain scores in the NHL, they just got a gift, okay? They can shoot the puck and it goes in the net. Other guys can get multiple chances, multiple, and it doesn't go in for them. So I see this guy as a gifted scorer. Um, and so I think when guys need less chances to score and you can't manufacture those chances, but guys can bury it on the one chance they do get and it makes a difference, that to me is important. Uh, you know, reading about Cutter, um, there was some talk that Philadelphia was interested in bringing him in this season and he wanted to go back and play at BC. Do you know at this point, if at the end of his season with BC, if, if he'll be turning pro at that point? Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah. Like as soon as this season, like we're going to just let him, let him play his season out and then we're going to go from, you know, and, and go from there and see, uh, you know, we'd like to get him signed and then get him, get him playing with Anaheim. How big a factor was it for you? I mean, he played uh, at the World Championships against uh, the Men's World Championships last spring. 
he produced there. I think he had seven goals in that tournament. How, how big a factor was that? I, I know you you've talked about watching Leo and see him play against men, and now you yeah. you got a peek at this kid too. Yeah, we got to pick at the same time. It's that you know that's the beauty, I guess, of getting out and going to see and watching games live. I I got to see him um, a couple times play there, and I thought um, he was very good. Um, and like you know, he he made use of his shot and his skating ability at that tournament. So um, I expect the same things to be used, you know, in the NHL and and um, whether he plays, you know, whoever he plays with uh, in the middle. Um, or if he's in the middle, I I just see a lot of good things happening. I I know you're big on the off-ice training. And, and again, I grabbed a couple of articles, and this kid supposedly lives in the weight room. That's got to make yeah. you happy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, the hardest thing for me is, you know, when your young players come in, they don't understand when they play against a 30-year-old or someone that's been training for 10 years how strong they are. And so – you know, the things that young players were able to do against players their age, okay, everything's even, the strength, okay? But when these guys arrive, I, until you can try and preach to them, but until they actually have to go against men and understand what the difference in strength is, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big learning curve. And I try to, hopefully I can get ahead of that learning curve for them. What do you see? Um you know, talking a little bit more about your team, uh, the rest of this season. I, I know there's uh, there's hope that Leo can come back in the not too distant future, and 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 you're finally going to get hopefully a sense of what it's like to have all your younger talented guys in the lineup at the same time. So, what are you hoping to see from that group the rest of the way? Well, I, obviously, there's certain things that are, you know, not debatable and that's work ethic compete you know and and uh you know so those those certain things are you know accountability those things are all valued high for our team so i don't see those things change what i'd like to be the scene is get on the right side of the one goal games like when it comes to when it comes to losing these one goal games we found <laughs> tough ways to lose games like last night you know we lose lose with a minute left to go i i think we've done at least four times okay so where you're going to get at least one point and we we give at least one you know four points have gone away you know so um those are all learning things and so i you know i i, I talked to you know greg you know last couple of days i said i've played on a team like this okay where you're losing and you're the frustration's high but you have to keep pushing you know, to where you're going to get over the hump to where you start winning those games more than you lose those games. Pat, for you, from your first conversations with Cutter, just going back to the 2022 draft, the year that he was drafted, was there anything in the terms of his maturity that stood out to you? Well, I, I think maturity's uh, it's it's at different stages. And um, one of the things I think he plays a mature game on the ice in a lot of sense, especially in the offensive zone. Does every young player have things to work on in the defensive zone? Absolutely. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I just loved, you know, his, his offensive ability. I loved his skating ability. And I think, you know, when I, when I watched him play with the, you know, with the U18s that year, 
he was a he was an outstanding player for him. I mean, we were, you know, he was valued highly on our draft list. So it was some, you know, something that uh, we did a lot of homework on the kid, and he checks a lot of boxes that are outstanding. Pat, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to add before we let you go? I think I spilled my guts to you guys. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. Nice talking Thanks, to Matt. you. All right, Hazy. We just finished up with general manager Pat Verbeek talking about acquiring Cutter Gauthier. What were your initial thoughts on just some of the things that Verbeek had to share with us? Well, I I, I understand the, the need for scoring. I think all Duck fans are understand that because uh, this team does a lot of good things. I, I can't tell you the number of games this year where we have the scoring chances at close to even and we or better in favor of the Ducks and we lose. It's happened a lot, a lot more than people think, quite honestly. Um, and, and that's because we just don't have enough finishers in the lineup. And, and we We've been hurt this season with, you know, with Zegras missing games, with Terry missing games. So the high end scores have been out of the lineup. And I think it's really exposed and probably exposed for Pat the fact that you got to find more scoring. This trade surprised me mm -hmm. um, because uh, Jamie was off to a good start, I thought. But as as Pat said, you know, you have to trade quality to get quality. And when you organizationally, when you look at this team, they're heavy on defense, young defensemen, mm -hmm. and uh, they're a little light in the goal scoring category. So from that standpoint, it certainly makes a lot of sense because this player is exciting. After watching him at the World Juniors, he's exciting to watch. And he's what I like about him, he's big. Mm -hmm. He's six three. You know, he's he's Max Jones size or maybe even a little bigger height wise, but he can score. And uh, and it's something that the Ducks have uh, been lacking. And I think of Leo Carlson and where he's going to be in a couple of years and potentially a big winger on his left side who's got a bomb of a shot. I watched some of those highlights, and I'm sure the fans are going to dig into the highlights of the World Juniors. And This kid's got a one-timer, so that, that's something that has been absent from the Ducks' power play. So that excites me. Yeah, Cutter, just a part of that gold medal winning team at the World Juniors. He had the power play goal that sent the U.S. to that gold medal game. Only two goals in the tournament, though, but overall, 12 points for him, co-leading on that end. You just mentioned it, just the possibility of him playing alongside Leo Carlson and how complimentary that could be. When you think about it, I mean, it's a future outlook, but... How much do you think that that could shape the Ducks as they continue to build this core? I think it could happen quite easily um, that those two end up playing together because he's a high-end player, right? And and he has the speed to stay with Leo. I, I think it surprised all of us this year that Leo was as fast through the neutral zone as mm -hmm. he is. I didn't realize that about him. I hadn't read that about him coming in. I knew how gifted he was, what great hands and what great vision he had. I, I was a little bit caught off guard and really pleasantly surprised to see how fast he was. So he had another fast guy on the left side. And and, and when you look at the Ducks, you know, Troy Terry's a right winger. Trevor Zegers can play the right or the left side. Mason McTavish is a center. So this is just another young talent that is going to get thrown into the mix with the Ducks core. They can grow together. Um, I'm fairly certain that he will be here at the end of this year. 
Um, Boston College got a good team, though. They mm-hmm. could go all the way to the NCAA finals. So he might only be around for a little while, but it's it's going to be exciting, I think, to see him certainly uh, in in the years ahead because they think they got a guy who could be a ten year scoring winger, something the Ducks haven't had enough of in in recent seasons. That's for sure. And Hazy, one other thing that you also talked about with Pat was just the fact that Leo was playing alongside grown men in Sweden. And then if you look at Cutter playing in the men's world championship, the youngest forward on that roster for Team USA playing alongside NHL guys, professional hockey league guys. And just in knowing that, I mean, what does that say about the potential that he could bring in even for his age at this point? Well, it, it tells you that he's not going to be intimidated by size and strength. And uh, he has seven goals in that tournament. I mean, he, he was one of the leading goal scorers on the U.S. team. So um, th- this kid is is ahead of the curve in terms of players his age. I just like the fact that he's big. When I And, and I know that Pat loves the fact he's a gym rat, mm-hmm. you know, that, that he's pumping weights all the time. I, I was reading an article a while back about this kid and they, and he was one of the assistant captains on the U S uh, world junior team. And they said, what kind of a leader on you? And he, are you? And he said, I, I like to lead by example. I'm not that vocal a guy, but I want to be the first guy in the weight room. And I want to be the guy that stays there. And, and I like to set an example for my teammates that way. So that's exciting. When, when you hear that, that's the kind of player you, you want. Someone is that dedicated and he's already at the top of his class, but he's he's ready. I, I, you know, hopefully he's ready to take the next step soon. That would be fun. On the end of dedication, too, I saw where obviously you mentioned too he had the opportunity to potentially turn pro last year, but decided to return yeah. back to to Boston College for another year. Obviously, a really strong team that they have there. But what does that say about his? You know, you just talk about dedication, but his dedication on that end too to being a teammate to his college team? Well, I think it said that says something, but for me, it also says that the um, mentorship that he's getting from his agent is spot on mm. because kind of like what the ducks are doing with Carlson, where they, they didn't want him at age 19 and early twenties to play every game, to kind of protect him, to allow him to get stronger. Cutter Goche will turn 20 in January. And um, or this month, excuse me, and it gives him another opportunity not to have to go up against six foot five inch, 235 defensemen for a little while so that he can build himself up and get more prepared to be a, a real good pro and have the kind of impact that we all hope he can have in the early stages of his career. A couple other things about Cutter himself. His father played professionally, and when he was born, he was born in Sweden while his father was playing in Sweden. He was a goalie. I mean, Hazy, for you, do you know his father, Sean, at all? Don't know him. Obviously, (laughs) high IQ as a goaltender, right? And uh, (laughs) sure, that that was passed along to Cutter as well. So it'll be fun to hear if he was shooting on the old man growing up, right? Um, (laughs) But, you know, he comes from a hockey family too, Mm -hmm. right? And his dad was a a much-traveled uh, minor league goaltender in North America that went over, had had some pretty good success in the Swedish Elite League for a couple of seasons. Uh, I think he was there for three or four years where Cutter was born because uh, 
for your fans that look him up, he's not a Swede. Mm-hmm. He's uh, we have to dig into this a little bit more. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, because because he's American and his dad was born in Canada. So we haven't got that figured out quite quite yet. But uh, I, I think it's an exciting addition to the team. Um, I'll be sorry to see Jamie go. I like Jamie a lot. To Pat's point, you, in order to get someone of Cutter's quality, you got to give up quality. And uh, it's a rare, by the way. I, I can't think of the last time we've seen, you know, one young player in the NHL who's on the way up and everybody says his trajectory is going up for for one of the top prospects outside of the NHL who's everyone says their trajectory is going up. So this was just a fit for both organizations. That's what strikes me. Phillies in the mix. They're looking for a right-handed shot D man and someone that can really wheel with the puck. Jamie can do that. Ducks are looking for scoring. We hope Cutter can do that. Hazy, this has been awesome having you join us. And it was great to hear from Pat Verbeek on his perspective of this trade. Jamie Drysdale to the Philadelphia Flyers and receiving Cutter Gauthier as a part of the Anaheim Ducks future. And hopefully that is a near future that we will be seeing. But thanks again for joining us today. My pleasure.